Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi, supertalk.fm, and wherever you get podcasts from. I'm Brian Haydad, joined by Mississippi State. I'm going to give you the legend uh, title. We'll do. We'll go with that. I'm sure he won't turn it down. Nick Fitzgerald is joining me now at this time. Not only known for being one of the toughest SOBs to ever put on a maroon and white uniform, but more commonly known as Texas A&M's uh, biological father. Is this absolutely an absolutely okay? Every every single Texas A&M student, alumni, and Dave came from me. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, definitely going to always claim to be their father until the day I die. I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, when Casey Smith decided or she announced that she was pregnant and was talking about what is she going to name the baby, I said they should name it. She should name it Nicholas Fitzgerald Smith because you're already A and M's dad. I, I did see that, and I oh. honestly I agreed. I, I heavily agreed. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was the perfect name for it. I mean, if they want if she wants someone successful, you know, <laughs> going to be at the top of the food chain at Texas A and M. Yeah. Nicholas Fitzgerald Smith would be the name. I, I like it. We'll see if we can go with it. You you beat AM three times as a starter. Um beat him twice here in Starkville, once once in College Station. Two different coaches, Mullen for two of them, Moorhead for one of them. And these are different AM teams. You know, they and, and you know they beat you same with AM. Someone was there for a couple of those games, and then Jimbo Fisher was there for one season. Was there just something about Texas A and M that made them uh, that made Mississippi State a bad matchup for them? Man, I you know I wish I wish I could tell you why. Um, you know, I, I think it's more just you know I wanted to be the best team in maroon. You know, we always had the same exact jerseys and everything like that, and I just wanted to make sure people knew that we were the best team in maroon and white wearing those jerseys and. Um, you know, I think in 2016, you know, they came in at number four in the country. Um, you know, they were they were running hot. We were pretty terrible that year. So uh, I think it probably something they they might have overlooked. You know, they weren't thinking too hard about us. Um, you know, they came into came into Davis Wade and just the cowbells got to them. Um, I know they lost their starting quarterback in that game. You know, that obviously probably helped, but. 2017 going into their into their stadium um you know, i've never heard a hundred thousand people so quiet in my life and it was probably it was beautiful it was almost just like uh 2017 down in lsu when dak just smacked them and you couldn't hear anything in that stadium uh i don't know if it's the matchup i don't know what it was but whatever it is for some reason a&m just could not stop us the, the 2016 game always stands out to me because, as you mentioned, they were undefeated. They were ranked number four in the nation. The playoff poll had just come out. And that was not a great Mississippi State team. It struggled a lot that year, especially defensively. And, you know, coaches love to play the nobody believes in us except for us kind of thing. That game, it might have been accurate. I don't know about the fans, but not a lot of people were backing Mississippi State that day. You scored the first time you touched the football against Texas A&M on, on a long touchdown run. Whenever I see a play like that, I always think that's something you guys had on film. You're like, this is going to work right off the bat. Am I right in that you knew that first play was at least going to be a big gainer? I mean, obviously, Dan Mullen is is a genius. You know, for for everyone that doesn't like him, I'm um, Mr. C. I completely understand it. But you know, the man was a genius. Um, he understood football, you know, better than anyone I've I've ever talked to. Um, and you know, we we knew that. We could have success running the ball. Obviously, we didn't think we were going to break a 70-something yard touchdown in the first play, but uh, we knew attacking the edges was going to be an issue for them. We had great scheme, um, and you know, we just 
everyone everyone did their job and I had the easiest thing in the world. All I had to do was run straight. That's the way to look at it for sure. I, I remember, for, I think it was Farad Green was in front of you on that one. He had got a, a fantastic block. The one guy that had a chance. To, to stop it. Then we go to 17. That's one of your better games as a Bulldog. He threw, threw for a couple of touchdowns in that game, uh, ran for a couple of touchdowns, ran for over 100 yards in that game. And like you mentioned, to do that on the road in, in, in a tough environment and to basically control the game throughout, that had to be a pretty uh, pleasant memory for you. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I haven't had any any unpleasant memories when it came to Texas A&M, you know, happily. I definitely have a lot with, another, with, with some other teams, but um, you know, yeah, in going in there in 2017, again, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, I have a great coaching staff. I had great people around me. Uh, my job was pretty easy most of the time. Just had to get the ball out there to them or, or run behind my blockers. Uh, everyone else kind of had the, uh, the hard stuff. They actually had to put their head down and, uh, and go get after people. I just got to run around and behind them. And, uh, I mean, it was, uh, it was fun, man. I, I felt very comfortable in that game for whatever reason. Um, even though we had a, crazy little interception there to, in, towards the beginning of the game, yeah. kind of a pick by the defensive line, gave him great field position. Defense was swarming that night, and they just couldn't do anything. Um, I think it was uh, Kellen, Kellen Mond, and then uh, Nick Starkle got in there and threw a pick late in the game, and uh, that just sealed the deal for us. And then in 18, you know, this game is, is – well, the first thing I think of is that week leading into the game, there was a lot of buzz that, okay, maybe they're going to make a move to Keaton Thompson here, and maybe Nick is is, is going to you know lose his starting job. And then you came out and you played – I thought it was one of your better passing games at Mississippi State. You threw a couple of great touchdown passes to Guidry and to Osiris Mitchell. You had the long completion, on, I think on like a third and 18, third and 19, where you found Guidry over the middle, and he took it 75-plus yards down into uh, – to uh, to, in the red zone, and then of course you had the long run that sealed the game up. And I, I felt as you ran down the sidelines, and I've seen the celebration, which you got inexplicably flagged for. I still have no idea why they called a penalty. That was one of the tamest celebrations I've ever seen. But at the same time, I could tell there was a moment of 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 the, all that stress kind of releasing from you. Like I did it, I did it, I I, I beat them again. No, this is my job. I'm going to hold on to it. Just sort of talk us through that week because I know coaches, coaches and players talk about you know we we don't we don't let the noise come in we filter out the noise but you had to be hearing some of that. Sure, absolutely. I mean, uh, I w- I would be lying if if I said you know I I didn't see the stuff on Twitter. I didn't hear what people were talking about. I knew I had the absolute worst game of my career the week before down in LSU, um, and I I just knew that I had to. One, come out, make a statement, and make sure people knew that it was still my team, it was still my job, and I wasn't going anywhere no matter how bad I played the week before. Um, and, yeah, by all means, that that long touchdown run is probably the one play that I will remember more than anything else in my life. Um, I'm not going to say what I was saying at the end of the touchdown. But is that why you got flagged? Uh, uh, yeah, well, no, it's not that. It was, you know, I was just voicing uh, my opinion to the fans, you know, that uh, this this is <laughs> – it's still me. I'm not going anywhere. Um, yeah. I still have the capabilities to run this team, and uh, everyone calm down. <laughs> <laughs> this this game coming up on, on Saturday, you know, obviously it's a different kind of Mississippi State. I, w- I was looking at something earlier today about the, the, the record for touchdown passes in a season. Rodgers already has 16. That's the most you ever threw in a season. Just different offenses, not, you know, different kind of, of football. When you watch Mississippi State now, do, do you feel like you're watching Mississippi State? 
you know, in a way, yes, and in another way, no. Um, you know, everyone has known Mississippi State to be the team that's, you know, no matter what the score is going to be, you are going to feel it the next day. Um, a very, very strong, physical, we're going to run it down your throat type of team. Um, and with Mike Leach, it's just, that's just not the case. And with Will Rogers being, in my opinion, got to be top two, if not number one quarterback in the country. Um, the kid is just dynamite, lights out with accuracy. Um, he's just at this point, he's just breaking his own records with with passing touchdowns and passing yards. I don't I don't know if we'll ever have someone that even comes close to him again at Mississippi. I mean, I do. I hope we do. I hope we have a, a, a million Heisman dudes coming after him, um, throwing the ball over the place. But it's just not something that Mississippi State's normally known for. Um, but when you have a guy like him that, you know, is just so accurate with the ball, so smart, great with his reads, protects the football. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch. It doesn't exactly feel like Mississippi State, like you said, but, man, is it a really, really fun offense to watch. So you are in the podcast game now. You're trying, you're trying to come after me and, and, and my, my family here. You're trying to take money out of my, my bank account, food off the table. I don't know how I feel about this, but that being said, I love Noah, Noah Mashburn. What are you guys doing? You know, I, I wouldn't say we're coming for you by any means. Um, it's just something that he uh, drunkenly texted me about and was like, hey, man, let's <laughs> do a podcast. <laughs> He's like, hey, let's do a podcast. And I was like, you know what? Let, let's do it, man. I've always wanted to do something like it. Um, I love Noah. I've loved him since we were in college together. He's a great guy. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he gives great perspectives, always really funny. Um, and it, it's good to have kind of a fan, a lifelong fan in him and a former player's perspective going into every game. Um, we don't t- ever take it too seriously. We, we give some stats. We talk about opposing teams. Um, then we talk about, you know, stories or anything in the past, you know, to match up with the team that we're playing that week. So, obviously, this week's going to be really easy um, to talk about, you know, my history and everything with Texas A&M. Um, but as we get in SEC play, there'll be a lot of stories um, you know, and, and people that have listened uh, the, to the last five episodes know that, you know, I don't just talk about the good times. You know, I bring up a lot of the bad stuff. I, I talk very plainly about, you know, my shortcomings and, and you know, my successes at Mississippi State. Uh, it's called the, uh, the Has Been and the Never Was Show. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And it is just, you know, it's, it's a good time. It's just two guys having fun, about 30, 35 minutes an episode comes out on Monday and Thursday. Um, again, just not nothing we take too seriously, not trying to make it into a career. I promise you're safe. Um, just trying to have a good time with it. That being said, is it interesting for you now on the other side of the of that uh, mirror where you have to talk about the, the players and 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 try to you know and analyze what they're doing without actually knowing sort of what you know we have to do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously I can, I can rely on, you know, the things that we did and the conversation that we had and, and our mindsets going into different games and how we handled certain situations. But obviously it's a completely different coaching staff. There's like maybe two people on the team, maybe, uh, maybe five people on the team that were even on the team with me there, Mississippi State, and two of them being Jet Johnson and Austin Williams. And I honestly, I don't know if there's any other ones that were on the team with me there. So it's, it's fun for me to kind of take a look at it and, and see from this side and be a little bit of an armchair quarterback. Um, but, you know, I, I try to not be so negative. Like I, like I see a lot of people being, I understand these are 17, 18, 19 year old kids that are, they're out there just trying to live their dream. 
and try and do everything they can for the maroon and white. And, you know, I'm always going to support those guys. I'm pretty sure Austin Williams was a junior when you signed with Mississippi State. Yeah, he's been there for like 10 years. Like, I don't Dr. even know Williams. how it's possible. Um, he, he, he's like on the he's on the level of Hunter Renfro at Clemson at this point. Like, I, I, I just I don't understand how he, how he's still there, but it makes me happy to see he's still out there playing. Uh, contributing. I know he's a leader on that team. I know that he's a, a guy that people are looking up to. Um, and again, he was he was my little brother. Um, when he got to Mississippi State, everyone was assigned, you know, a, a little brother, big brother. And that that was my little brother that was assigned to me. Um, and it's just crazy that he's still there. When's uh, What's the uh, the prediction for this weekend? <sighs> you know, again, I thoroughly dislike Texas A&M. Uh, it's, it's nothing personal by any means. It's just, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I just hate the fact that we have the same colors. Um, I always want them to do bad. Um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking high scoring game for us, 45 points for Mississippi state. And I'm going to give them maybe 17. I'm gonna go 45, 17. I know it's a crazy <laughs> Crazy prediction, but I think that we're gonna we're gonna get out there. We're gonna we're gonna pound these dudes into the dirt. There will be a lot of happy Bulldog fans if your uh, your prediction comes to pass. I could have you back on next week to talk about your other children from Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, other than 2016, where uh, you know well, it I'm... seems like we had to we had to score 50 points a game to to win any football game. Um, definitely uh, another team that I feel like I had a lot of success with. I don't well, know we can't I blame you when you scored seven touchdowns in one game. I don't. Th- I don't see how you can be blamed for that. It, it, you know, people still found a way. You know, people <laughs> still found a way. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was definitely the. I think it was the second most favorite thing for people to do in 2016. Uh, watch us play football and uh, talk shit about Nikki Fitz. Oh. <laughs> I hope that's not the case anymore, man. I hope people are talking good about you. Check out his podcast uh, with with our friend Noah Mashburn. It's great stuff. It's like he said, available everywhere. Uh, podcast the has been and the never will be. Is that correct? The the has been and the never was. The never was. Which one is which? I'm obviously oh. the never was, you know, and, and Noah's obviously the has been. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Again, everybody, if you want to check it out, check it out. We don't take it too seriously, but it's a good time. Sounds fun to me. Nick Fitzgerald, man, really appreciate your time. Always enjoyed covering you when you were here at Mississippi State and wish you continued success, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me on, big guy. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.